Hey guys, welcome to the Pretty and Profitable podcast. Today's principle, we're going to talk about the principle provide. And you guys know I've been sending you through this series of principles and I'm bringing on women that embody these principles. So today I'm actually bringing to you guys, it's like a special treat for me. And it's really my opportunity to give her her flowers. She is my very first mentor, very first mentor. Miss Arnita Johnson. Hey. I'm so Arnita. You know I had to make sure you got here. I was like, let me who, who got her Anything number? For you. Yes. So I just want to thank you first of all um for being the example for black women. I mean, I remember being on Instagram and I didn't really connect with a lot of people, but when I heard your story and I kind of just followed your journey, when I jumped in into your journey, um, it was truly inspirational. And so I've seen like some others, but I jumped in at a time where you were scaling your credit business. And I think just launching, it wasn't even, you didn't even have the planner yet. Right. right. But just really not the one that you have now, but just to see the transparency, the transformation, the journey, the ups, the downs, just all of that has been such an inspiration for me and has allowed me to grow um, as a woman within my space and really own, you know, my my thing. So I just first want to give you your flowers because I think you. that you are you are an anomaly in so many ways right? Having obstacles, a lot of different things and a lot of reasons why you couldn't do something. And you have shown and kind of canceled out all of the things that women create, these excuses or whatever, to say, I can't do it. And so you really embody, I would say, all of Proverbs 31. Like, that's you. But I really want to specifically talk about how when I thought about um, you, the very first thing that came to my mind was that you're a provider, you have, you know, taken care of your mom. Many of people, right, have opened up the doors for many people. And another thing that I want to just mention, too, is that you haven't always been treated well within the process of opening up doors for people, but you keep going anyway. And so I just want to give you your flowers. I love you. I want to say it publicly. I love this woman. And I've, you know, I was in a group where it wasn't that we weren't you know, it wasn't really where she was being treated well. And so to see you overcoming, to see you continue to go and empower women and just keep being that example, I just love you for that. So thank you. I needed those you. kind of words. I'm just so excited to be here. I'm honored to even have witnessed your growth, like to see who you are and where you are today and that you continue to walk in that and I'm just, again, extremely proud of you. And there's just no place I would rather be than right here with yeah. you. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for coming. So um, there's so much that I want to ask you, but I have to keep it short. Um, but there's been a lot of things that that have, that's going on with you. So I want to talk, I want you to talk about later, like all the new things that are happening all the old things that are gone and, you know, all of that. But I want to first ask you, what led you to become a credit expert? Oh, wow. I mean, can you believe that it'll be 17 years in January that I've been doing this? 17 years that I have been 
an entrepreneur, credit expert. And it honestly started with the simple fact that I was denied a job because I could not pass a credit check. And from there, I just became just excited about it, a, a nerd about it, a geek about it. And I just wanted to know about how credit works. And then I realized that, wow, the average person does not know this. And I was a single mom on Section 8 food stamps. And I'm like, listen, I do not want to be a product of my environment anymore. I no longer want to be a product of my circumstances. If I want to make a change, it's really going to start with me mm-hmm. and my credit and my money. And I literally just created the business to help others, family and friends. Mm-hmm. And it literally just blew up word of mouth, social media. And I just turned the side hustle into something much more serious. And then it just ended up growing into a multi-million dollar powerhouse. Girl. One of the things that I remember, like when I first got started um, with credit, I knew about credit and there was a person that tried to introduce me to credit. They, They would claim that they taught me credit. But there was one thing that you said on your live years ago where you were teaching the difference between verifying and validating. Just something that simple. Like, I just remember you going into the legalities of credit, how to do it properly. Like you, I would say that you were the person online that had pressed the the concept of integrity. And that was one of the reasons why I flew to Dallas. Like I could have just kept looking at your live, but I'm from coming from LA, you know, and flying to Dallas didn't have, I didn't have enough money for the rental car for a hotel. I just made it work. But I flew to you because I wanted to see you in person and I wanted to learn everything that you were teaching. And so I would say that that laid the foundation for me to understand credit at the level that I do. But that's one of the things that I feel um, like your way and you foundationally teaching about credit, I believe is the um, and all the things that you have going on right now is the harvest. Like you're reaping the harvest of being a woman of integrity. And I just think that and staying that course, because there's been a lot of different courses. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Courses. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> courses. Right. But staying true to that, even with the transitions, your message is still the same, but your brand is just evolving and getting more luxurious and, you know, all of that. Right. Um, but I would just say that that was one of the things that I really um, gravitated towards you. And I knew that learning from your teaching that I was doing the right thing. So I didn't have to question it. You know, it's like, okay, is this right? So just being a woman of integrity is, is just been amazing to watch again. Yes. So how do you think people can use credit to provide for themselves and those around them? Oh, in wow. this time, in this time. Yes. Um, yes. I think it's very important to know that credit is generational. Like mm-hmm. credit, your name will hit the door before you do. Your credit mm-hmm. will walk into doors or allow you access to leverage and opportunities mm-hmm. that you never saw possible. Um, credit can also help you in situations to where you may not have capital or cash. Mm-hmm. You never know when you may need it. The purpose of credit solely is to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. And people just don't know how credit works, especially Mm -hmm. with us in the black community and how we can use it in my opinion in today's time, especially right now being in a recession, dealing with inflation, dealing with AI taking jobs, 
it's extremely important to use your credit to create another revenue stream for you, whether it is supplementing income, whether it's creating a side hustle. I'm the side hustle queen. In fact, almost every business that I have started, started as a side hustle, even with my credit consultant agency, even with the luxurious lifestyle planner, like the luxurious lifestyle planner was really a side hustle. Yeah. Really everything that I've created. With the hair? My hair, yeah, buying my hair extension business. Like, <laughs> I would like to pick me of a serial entrepreneur. Yes, But yes. literally, yes, I actually use my credit to purchase a vitamin brand mm-hmm. and a hair extension brand. Yes. So learning not having to use my own capital. Um, I recently went through a divorce and was mm-hmm. able to use my credit to leverage a lot of things that my cash just wouldn't even allow me to. Like, they didn't care when I was trying to find an apartment. They didn't care how much money I made. They wanted to run my credit to ensure that I would be able to pay them on time. So it's just important that in these day and time that we cannot play around with our credit. Oh, I also want to add, like, using $88,000 worth of credit to heal myself from breast cancer like if i didn't have the credit like yes. there's no telling you know where i would be or how i would be able to pay for treatment so yeah. literally at this point in time credit is a necessity like it's a yes. lifeline it's a lifestyle like you just can't afford to be without it yes so you just mentioned the divorce okay i know what would you tell? So knowing about credit, I, I talk about the the profitable Proverbs 31 woman and how she is valuable, whether she's yeah. married, whether yeah. she has children, she is valuable yeah. just by herself. Right. Yeah. And that having a husband and children are just accessories, kind of like yes. earrings. Yeah. Right. Yes. But what would you so going through that, because I've gone through a divorce, um, actually, I think that's when I came in and I was going, finishing the divorce when I came through your mentorship. Um, but what would you say to the old Arnita about her finances, about the financial moves that you made? And what are things that you can tell women to protect themselves in the future when you are in a union? And not to be on guard, but just from the experience that you had. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What, what would you tell the old Arnita? Like, what oh, would yeah. you today tell her? And then what are things that women can do now to still, you know, build? Because you were an amazing wife. Yes. Just just from. Yes. At, listen. Right. So we're not talking about nothing else, but you just being an amazing wife. Mm-hmm. But what would you tell the women to, you know, still be in your relationships, don't be on guard, but what are ways to protect yourself as a woman that is building her credit, that's pretty on paper, and how to do that yes. within a relationship or even after? Yes. You are not pretty on paper without a prenup. Period. <laughs> You're not. You're <laughs> not pretty on paper without a prenup. I'm sorry. Um, oh, no. <laughs> I need a... <laughs> You're not. Okay. I I wasn't. Okay. And Lord I have, have to mercy. Deal with that. Do you want the truth or you want me to sugarcoat? I want you to tell you always gonna get the truth, but yes. Yes. Mm. Um no one marries to get divorced. No. no one thinks that when they get married that they could ever see a divorce. And mm. I had a prenup. 
I had a prenup and one of the dumbest things I could have ever did was handed my prenup to my ex-husband because he was just way more so I thought responsible um, with holding on to things. But again, I didn't think to myself, okay, dude, you're going to need this prenup in the event it doesn't work yeah. out. Okay. Yeah. Um, so first things first is definitely a prenup. The second thing is to put everything in your trust on nothing. Have a trust. Put everything in your trust. Have whole life insurance, not term. I remember you saying this one. The whole life, you've been you saying Whole life insurance. Thank you. Yes. You can borrow cash value from that will also build cash value. And let me add this. Mm. There's absolutely nothing wrong with term. You do need insurance, okay? Yes. But once yes. you start making a certain amount of money, yes, it's important to have whole life. Now, yes. When I was setting that up, I didn't understand the principles behind it. But going through that divorce, I understood mm -hmm. why it was so yes. important. Yes. The next thing is the person you marry is not the person you divorce. They're going to become a totally different person. Or maybe the person that they always were is going to seep out during that time. Especially, yes. ladies, if you were the breadwinner. And if you are the sole provider, you have to understand that you are now providing a lifestyle. It doesn't matter how much income, because it to me, I just feel like, oh, we're married. Everything yes. goes into the same pot. Your money is my money. No matter that I make exceptionally more than you, yes. it's all going into the same household. Mm -hmm. But there's a difference between being the breadwinner mm -hmm. and the sole provider. And it's important to understand that. The breadwinner oh is just someone who makes the most money, okay? Yes. But the sole provider is someone that if they were to leave the household, it would be detrimental to it. So I was a sole provider, which meant oh. that by me leaving the household, it would have been detrimental to it. Although I left the household and I left with my kids, yes. I was still responsible for the household that he was still staying in. I still had to pay all the bills there. I could not turn off any utilities. I had to pay spousal support. I had to pay a very large settlement. And he mm -hmm. also got to take everything outside of the home. So you can I had that <laughs> house. I came home. Like, you remember Will Smith when he came home on Fresh Prince and nobody right. Like, right. that's what I came home to. But it's also important to know for us women that. Paying for peace is priceless. All right. Ooh, so you my can God. always rebuild. You can always yes. rebuild. Yes. But learn from me and take heed from me mm -hmm. to set things up in such a way that you don't have to deal with that. So I get some women who say, Oh, I just wouldn't do a prenup. Okay, but we also insure our vehicles and we right. don't think that you know we're gonna have a car wreck. We insure our phones and we don't think that our phones are going to break or malfunction. So understanding that a marriage is a business, you need yes. a contract, you get a you need a license to get in, and you need a judge to get out. To get out. Ooh, you just broke down. You said breadwinner, sole provider. I, I never, didn't know that. I I never thought about that. Okay. I learned the hard way. 
<laughs> so everything in a trust, life insurance, prenup. You're not pretty on paper if you don't have a prenup. No. Mm. You just don't want to waste money. So with the with the the old Arnita and the new Arnita, I'll just tell you what I see because I actually was telling Coriel this. I said I love the new Arnita. Like I remember, like it was like uh uh uh. Now you like baby, I'm soft. Yeah. I'm listen, listen. I ain't trying to, you know. And so, um. I see a blessing in all the the in the storm, right? Yes. It's some yes. messages that we just don't get yes. until it's gotten. Yes. Yes. And I love this new Arnita. I love the um the the soft, the you know, the super luxurious cuz you was already luxurious, right? Mm -hmm. But the the you had the penthouse for a second. He's able to live that out for live out yes. your your dream. Yes. Right? Yes. And look, you see, I'm like I'm following you along this journey. So imagine the people that have never met you or never gone through any, you know, never gone through any coaching with you. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. Let yes. me just say the side note, too. I did not realize that I was paying you for a coaching program. I just was like, whatever she's doing, I'm going to pay for it. I didn't realize it was like a mint. I didn't realize it. I was like so oblivious. I was like, okay. And my husband was like, that's a car note. I think it was like three something we had to pay. It was something, but it's so crazy because that is such a small, like me doing that then it's like not even a big deal now, Yeah. but I had to yes. do it. Yes. But even yes. every month you you position me to make money to pay that yes. anyway. But yes. just girl, listen. Yes. I, I, I okay. want to also tell the ladies because I don't ever want. Um, I think it's very important for us women to be pretty paid, profitable, prosperous and at peace. And Ooh. literally when you have someone in your life that is driving you to be soft and feminine and taking that masculinity away from you. Mm. It is something that I would ex go through over and over with that situation mm -hmm. to be here right now to like comfortably put myself in a place to make money and having a partner that mm. allows you to do that. So I don't, yes. I just also feel like sometimes with us black women, we feel like, we can only be paid, but we can't have a partner. And if right. we have a partner, it has to be the struggle of, and I'm telling you, this is the softest. I'm 41. I will be 42 in you two weeks. great. Thank you. This <laughs> is the softest I have ever been in my life. And I know yes. that I cannot thank that, or I know I owe that to my amazing guy that, I have now and just this amazing experience and just going in it with bliss and making money and being comfortable yes. and just not, I could just be myself. And I just yes. never knew how important that was. Like, yeah. you know how it is. Like you start making money, people start thinking a certain way about you. Like they see the glory, but not the story. Mm -hmm. And like you said, like I have taken a lot of public hits for being incredible, you know, having integrity and trying to do things the right way. Oh, I know. And it can be a lot on you and didn't have to mm -hmm. deal with a lot of that inside of the household. So to be able to be able to share that with you all, if I can share 
the bad, I can share the good. And I'm just mm -hmm. always going to be, I'm not ashamed of my story or my journey. I'm going to always be transparent. And I'm just blessed to be able to have a platform with people like you that allow me to share me and be mm -hmm. me. So thank you mm -hmm. again, because it would not have even happened without amazing women like you. Girl, no, you, I'm following after you. Like, and I'm okay. Like we have to be okay with saying that someone inspired us. Yes. Someone inspired me. Like Arnita, well, I told she was, she's my mentor. That was my mentor, you know? And so we have to be okay with that and then learn how to build your own thing, not copy paste. Yes, yes, yes. Not copy paste, Arnita. Build your own thing. Absolutely. You know? Because God cannot bless who you're pretending to be. No, absolutely not. And you can't really pretend to be anybody. You're only putting a shell of what you absolutely. think it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ooh. Yes. Okay. Oh, I, I asked that. So we can go back. Um, ooh, here's another marriage question. Whoa. With your knowledge now, do you feel it's important to marry up? And what is your criteria now? <laughs> okay. So do the ladies want me to be realistic? Okay. Yes. I can only speak for myself. All right. Okay. And I have to be very, very honest. Mm -hmm. I know now, I love my black men. I love my black kings. I will always be with a black man. Mm -hmm. um, extra chocolate preferred. Extra. But um, <laughs> um, I know that realistically, I make more than not just the average man, black mm -hmm. man, but the average person. Mm -hmm. So the pickings realistically would be very, very slim to none if I said I want to marry up knowing that I'm a seven figure earner mm -hmm. and knowing the statistics. All right. Mm -hmm. I also want to add that even during, you know, this journey of being single, I have come across a lot of men who made money. All right. Seven figure earners, football players, you name it. Yeah. I was outside for a little bit and outside. I was outside. And when I tell you, I thought I was going to be outside a lot longer, but honey, he went and <laughs> making ass quick. He was like, Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> what I learned was that um, if the only thing a man can offer you is money, he's broke. Oh, I'm so glad that you said that. I'm so glad that you said that. Go ahead. I need to be taken care of. Exactly. Emotionally, mm -hmm. spiritually. I love a praying man. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm telling you. You get with a man and you ask him to lead you in prayer. And, and, and trust me, if he ain't right, he's going to start malfunctioning, glitching, lagging. He's going to start looking all pixelated. Ask him to pray for you. Ask him to lead in prayer. You go out on that date and you hold your hand out and say, okay, that's about mm -hmm. Say mm -hmm. grace. And if yes. he cannot lead in that, he can't do nothing for me. Like my God is all up and through here. Yes. If he can't come into that, yes, I can't deal with that. My whole mm -hmm. thing is this. I'm not about like the potential thing. Like, oh, I'm dating a man yeah. potential. Mm -hmm. He definitely has to have something going for himself. Yeah. But if he going to be with me, it ain't nothing but up anyway. Right. So it doesn't matter. Like we're a team. Mm -hmm. So in my world, mm -hmm. um, the only thing that I would consider like 
what would consider would be like dating down would be someone who lacks integrity, who mm-hmm. lacks morals, who has no character, who has no yes. spirit, who has no future, who has no goals. Like yes. to me, that is what dating down is. But if he has aspirations, if he has goals, if, mm-hmm. if he's loving on me and he's treating me and my babies right, sir, what kind of ideas you got? <laughs> right, own, what we got? Because my <laughs> thing is this, I help women and men yeah. Make yeah. money every single day. Mm-hmm. Why would it stop with my man? Right. Like, no, like that's crazy to me. I just feel like social media and society, especially when it comes to black women, oh, okay, well, I need a man that's gonna be tall, dark, handsome, make six figures. Sus, somewhere in there, somebody, one of us, it wasn't me, but somebody's soul <laughs> maker is gonna be ugly. Okay, we just gonna have to deal with it. We all can't be out here. You don't have to accept it, baby. You have to take something. All right. I'm glad I didn't have to. Right. um, (laughs) But um, you know, I will say, like, I'm a big hitter, (laughs) but um, I will say that in my opinion, when it comes to dating up and down, it really is like from an inner thing. Yes. For me, because I make money in my sleep. Like money is money, and I'm pretty sure that you can agree. Because I know for the both of us, at one point in time, we didn't have money and all we thought about was money. But once you start making money and you're accessible to money, it's like, okay, well, that ain't nothing. What's next? I just want to serve at this point. So if I have a praying partner that's providing at the level that he Mm -hmm. can, it's nothing but up with me. So I'm so glad that you said that um, because when I got divorced and I remarried, I didn't plan on remarrying at all. Like I was like, I'm gonna wait five years. I met my husband a year after I got divorced. A year. And one of the things, girl, it listen, I feel like this. I feel like a good woman is not single long. Ooh. That's my opinion. I you know, you people say, you know, I, it might be a strong opinion, but it's definitely difficult for a good woman to be single yeah. for a long time. Yeah. Unless she just yeah. is like, I don't want to, but listen, Vanessa, let me time out here because when I was going through my divorce and I started to date again, because mind you, this is something else I want to add to women or people. Cause a lot of times people will look at us and say, Oh, why are you dating so fast? Please understand that a lot of us have right. mentally and emotionally. <laughs> listen, please know that a lot of us left that marriage years. Okay, before Come we on. filed. All right. And you know what's so crazy that I have asked women and men like who have been through a divorce, when did you know that you should have left? And do you know? I'm gonna ask you first, when did you know you should have left? The first year. Do you know most people that I have asked that to said year two? And it was year two for me too. It was year two. That I was like, what are you doing here? But you get those morals. You think that they can change. You kids. think that your kids. You know what my thing was? Religion. Mm-hmm. I thought that I would go to heaven. Girl, let me tell you something. I thought that I was going to be cursed if I got yes. divorced. Yep. Yep. I did too. I was like, oh I my God, too. God's not going to bless me anymore. Let me. Yes. yes. That was the most dip- See, I love, I thought I was alone in this. No, I stayed in marriage longer than I should have because I thought that I was going to be punished. I really did. And I thought that I was going to go to hell. 
Because God hates divorce. Yes, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. So when mm-hmm. I left, finally, and mind you, I moved out of my own home. Mm-hmm. I just said, hey, I can't do it. I have to leave to just gain my sanity and, and just, mm-hmm. to, you know, just to keep things like copacetic. I have to mm-hmm. leave. And I was like, man, just like you, I'm not ready to get into nothing serious. You know, I was, I'm just trying to was make money crazy. and date. And I never came across a guy who just wanted to play. They were all trying to date me intentionally. And I'm like, okay, you know, I got four kids. Okay. Arnita, you know, I care about that. You know, like, when you got divorced, he said, no one's going to want you with three kids. That's the same thing that was said to me. Girl, I jumped. Listen, I don't know what the ladies are talking about. About I don't understand it. It's not. I didn't come across that at all. Men say I don't want to marry a woman with kids, but I, my husband, didn't have any kids when I married him. Mm. He didn't. I mean, he had options, and I think what happens. This is what I think what happens with women that are that are good wives, because even up until the divorce, I was honoring God. Mm -hmm. I didn't change nothing up. I just was like, Lord, get me out of this. But I feel like women that were good wives that get divorced, even if if you make the decision to leave, Mm -hmm. there is some lessons, some invaluable lessons that you learn about becoming a woman of value that I think men know and see. You know, you have women that that haven't experienced marriage yet. So they're just kind of like, I just want a, a, a wedding, not a marriage. I want a wedding. But then if you have a woman that's been married and she gets divorced, she's a good wife. And then she is out there in the world. I think that something about that first marriage has built something in you where you become a woman of value. You just bring so much to the table. I agree. I agree. So it makes dating easy. Easy. Like, oh, it was kind of hard for me because I'm like, listen, I want to be single. I want to be casual. And they were like, uh, nope. Um, yes. You either date me intentionally or no. And I'm just like, oh my God, are you serious? I mean, great right. quality men. Yes. Great value of men. I'm not saying yes. great value like Walmart, honey. I'm saying like men that was like, woo. Right. I, it was like the right. 1995 dream team. I'm talking about Charles Barkley, Magic Johnson. <laughs> John Stark, Charles Barkley, perfect, whatever it is. Like I was like, the roster is rostering, <laughs> it's rostering. Okay, it's just that one comes along, and I really want to say this. Like, literally, a couple of months ago, me and my cousin was like describing like my dream guy, like the next mm-hmm. guy I would like him mm-hmm. to be this and that. And I kid you not, I was like tall, dark, you know. Um, generous you know yes and just all no i didn't say generous i said tall dark handsome nice god leading you know all these things Mm -hmm. but my friend was like and he has to be generous because you are such a generous you are person you are you are he has to reciprocate that and i am i'm a natural giver i love doing that and i kid you not two weeks later boom and it's it has been Listen, it takes a lot to get me off the streets. It, it takes a lot to get me off the streets. It takes a lot to bring out the soft girl in me. Um, it takes I a lot it. to turn off the thought leader in me. So to be with somebody and just be led and not yes. think yes. and be like, mm-hmm. I'm just this soft girl. I just that's and I man, see it. I be cooking. 
Anessa. Who got you in there cooking? I ain't cooked cook for, cook for that other man in years. I can count on my hands. Wow. How many times I you in there? You in there making uh the sauce from scratch, huh? Listen, <laughs> like, babe, what would you like for wow. dinner? I mean, eating at the table, like that was something yeah. that didn't happen before. Yeah. Listen, you can be pretty and profitable and paid and peaceful and loved on. Yes. And just all of those things. And yes. we deserve that. Like, yes. never, ever again will yeah. I ever do struggle anything. Because that's not what God designed for me. No, no. It, it's not. And I live such no. a hard life. I'm like, God, I'm tired of living Tubi movies. Please bring me Hallmark. Yes. And he was like, as you wish. Man. Listen, Arnita, this is like, I want women to see this because... I think the scripture talks about not um, getting tired of doing good. Yes. Right? right? And so what we're looking at right now is the harvest of seeds you planted. Yes. A long time ago, right? Yeah. Like you being a provider, you being a woman that took care of her mom, retired her mom, taking care of your children. My you know, dad until he taking died. Taking care of your dad. Yes. Right? Taking care of your dad. I mean, all of that. And going through all of these trials and tribulations, what we're looking at is the harvest of a woman that has been providing, that has taken care, and now she's able to reap, yeah. you know, from, from the... So there's a scripture in Amos. I think it's Amos 9.13. I don't have it verbatim, but it's a scripture that shows... It talks about reaping and sowing at the same time. It yeah. says that you will plant grapes and drink wine. Like, so that's when I hear you talking... I see you still planting new seeds in your new business. It's not even a new business. It's like a rebrand, right? Yeah. But you're also drinking wine. You're you're reaping and sowing. And yeah. I think this is the essence of a woman, the Proverbs 31 woman, yeah. that is a provider. Yeah. But you have to be a woman of value to provide. Yes. You gotta got yes. you have to bring something to the table. Yes, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I love that. I love everything that is happening for you. And I'll say this too. I'm going to go back to our when I was in your coaching program. I was too um, not even aware. I remember you setting boundaries in your in your coaching program. And I remember I didn't understand it. I used to be like, why? What? You know, and I want to just say that in order for you to be a woman of value, in order for you to elevate in the in the spaces of providing, you have to set clear yes. boundaries. You can't yes. have people, everyone cannot have access to you. Yes. And so yes. when I remember getting to a point where I was, I had all these clients and I literally snapped back and I was like, oh, this is what she was talking about. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So you can let people drag you down or you can really see your value and then yes. you start creating these new boundaries yes. so that yes. you can go to new heights. Yes. And so- absolutely. Absolutely. You have to set those boundaries. Yeah. And one thing I also had to learn was I still had a poverty mindset, even though I was a seven figure earner, yeah. I was still feeling like I didn't deserve certain mm. things or I started to feel like, or I didn't want anybody to think, oh, because I'm here and they may not be there as of yet. I don't want Let them to coddle think. you. Yeah. yeah. And I remember going to therapy behind that. And mm-hmm. he said, there is a difference between ordinary and extraordinary 
and you are an extraordinary person that does not do ordinary things. So you have to be able to be okay with not humbling yourself because you only humble yourself to God. But I was always told to humble myself. So I wrong people. He was like, no, you only humble yourself to God. You don't humble yourself to man. Like humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up. Thank you. So I had to learn that. And it's like, my thing is, I'm always wanting people to live a better life. Like I literally Mm -hmm. wake up every day sometimes like, God, am I dreaming? Like, is this real? Like I really have acquired the life that I've desired. Show me how to teach your people how to do the same. But unfortunately, like I can teach it, but I can't make people apply it. And that was something that I struggled with too. Cause I'm like, well, I did it. I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer. My elevator doesn't go all the way to the top. So if I can do it, why can't they do it? And it was really God telling me like, listen, your job is to serve. Yes. It is up to them. Yes. Yes. Arnita. I was just talking about that. And I was just talking about the whole idea of, you know, moving away from coaching and that you are a commander, being a commander in your space. But when you're teaching people, you have to teach people that are ready and people that want it. Yes. That's it. Everything else, they're just on the sidelines and they're watching and they're the most critical because they don't even know. Correct. And also understanding that the price is the price. And to be honest, I would never, like, if I really, really charged my worth, no one could afford it. You couldn't afford it. You couldn't afford it. Couldn't afford it. So I have to price it at a place to where it makes sense mm-hmm. and to where and you can understand the value. But yes. it's like we live in such an instant gratification. I mean, it's just the craziest thing, but it's like, God... I still got to lead the way you tell me to. I still have to walk in the alignment with the assignment that you have ordained on my life. And I can only lead those who are willing to follow because even I myself is still a student. Yes. It's okay. We're always going to be a student. Always. 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 Arnita, we don't have enough time, but I'm so happy that I was able to get you on here. Pretty, Thank you for having profitable me. Podcast. So there's another segment that I ask every lady. Um, it's a pretty, pretty on paper segment where I ask each lady one beauty secret. So I want to know what is one of your one beauty secret that you want to share with the ladies? Magnesium. A mineral. Make sure you have your minerals, your psyllium, your chromium, your zinc, your green tea, like heal the body from within. Yes, like your health is truly your wealth, but get some good vitamin D, walk outside, but magnesium will change your life. So that's one of my biggest beauty tips. Do you have some magnesium for sale? Well, Frank, I have. <laughs> um, I'm definitely revamping my vitamin line. Oh, nice. And okay. I'm going to start out with minerals because when nice. I had cancer a couple of years ago, and they were like, you're a mineral deficient. 
I, I'm like, vitamin? That meant. And yeah. they were like, no, mineral. mineral. Mm-hmm. So yeah. changed my life. Like, you know, yes. you know my story. Healed breast mm-hmm. cancer, no radiation, mm-hmm. no chemo, mm-hmm. no surgery, no restroom medicine whatsoever. All natural, all holy, all holistic, all God. Amen. Amen. Yes. Thank you again. You are the, you are the provider. You are the profitable Proverbs 31 woman. I just want to thank you for coming. You were like the one on the wish list, like with a star on it. I need her. So, um, okay. Tell everybody where they can find you and then also tell them like what you're doing right now so that they can get connected with you. Yay. So you can find me at hello, Arnita, A-R-N-I-T-A on Instagram. And I am creating a lunch trip plan. Of course, should I say I have created it and yes. I have helped over 300 women create and launch their planners. Ta-ta. So my next course will be starting in September. So if you nice. are interested, feel free to go ahead and follow me on Instagram and click the link in my bio and get on my wait list. Thank you so much, Arnita. I'll be on your lives, girl. And if you guys like, okay, so first I want to talk about what we just talked about. We just talked about Arnita Johnson, who is the essence, the embodiment of a provider. She talked about the difference between being a sole provider and the breadwinner. And she talked about ways that women can protect themselves when you start to make those six figures, um, whether you're the breadwinner or you're the sole provider. Um, And then also just the 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 reaping of the harvest of being a woman that is constantly pouring into other people. Um, so if you guys want more, if you liked it, make sure you like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff and stay in contact and connect it with us by clicking the link below. It's uh, Nisa Lachey. They was dying by my calling. Now they peeping away.